Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Alan from trucktractortrailer.com. Alan, it's really nice to have you on. Hey, Brad. Thank you very much. It's really exciting to be on your show today. Absolutely. I'm really excited. So as we hop in, maybe you can just tell me a bit about yourself, your role in your company and what you guys are up to. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. TruckTractorTrailer.com is a SaaS-enabled marketplace for youth commercial vehicles. Our two-sided marketplace provides real-time services from financing to delivery. So buyers can do business wherever, whenever. And for me, being at an early stage startup and also being one of the owners and stakeholders here, I actually wear many hats at trucktractortrail.com. But the one I'm mainly focused on here is being our head of sales and sales operations. Here, I'm responsible for the strategy and driving revenue for our B2B and B2C sides. On the B2C side, we work with dealers and fleets to lift their inventory and adoption of our platform. And on our B2C side, we work with end users like owner operators, fleets, small fleets, and other enterprises to provide them a seamless and frictionless buying experience on our platform. Very cool. I'm really curious, what does sales look like in this space? Who are you selling to? What sorts of tactics are you using? And what's it look like day to day? Yeah, so Brett, that's a great question. Commercial sales has changed a lot in the past couple of years in this industry. And we all know the major reasons for that. In an industry where a lot of deals were done through relationships, and a back of a napkin, to be honest with you, it's now transformed into the need to develop a digital sales strategy to find these buyers. Buyers have been and are now going online and buyers are now seeing that they're able to get the same exact deal or even a better deal without jumping through all the typical hoops that they have to jump through or all the other hassles that they have to deal with prior to get the same product. Now, most likely they can even get it a lot faster So for us, our big initiative is to really continue to help continue to educate the industry and fleets and benefits of our SaaS platform and how it can help transform the liquidation of equipment more seamlessly while maximizing profits through our services. Absolutely. I think one of the things you mentioned that is growing maybe in this space is the use of LinkedIn. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that and what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. You know, so LinkedIn has definitely been a very vital tool for us, a channel for us driving revenue, especially through the past year. There's still a lot of, I would say, undeveloped strategies that were used prior before, right? And that just came from a lot of email blasts or large LinkedIn messaging to a large group. But LinkedIn has really definitely transformed into more of being able to build a really good personal network, creating your brand and connecting with the right people. So for us, it's really turned from more of that lead generation on LinkedIn to no more of that demand generation. Mm-hmm. So it's providing that really personalization, right? Once, I, As I just mentioned, connecting with the right leaders or right people that you want to attract onto LinkedIn, right? Getting with the right decision makers, et cetera. But it's also being able to be confident or really trustworthy in terms of who you are. So it's not just creating that profile and say, hey, here's my product, buy it. Um, It's really now you have to be able to provide good content, active content, people that interact with your or engage within that content that's related 
and personable to that industry, right? And that industry could be whatever it is, but you need to be able to push your content and to the right people at the right time and at the right place. And that has to be actively engaging content. And by doing that, we were really able to to gain a lot of the benefits of those buyers on LinkedIn. Because there's a lot of people that utilize LinkedIn as a daily tool for them, right? And there's those people could be buyers. So for us to really change that mentality from that lead generation to more of that demand generation on our platform to be more personable in terms of our messaging out on LinkedIn and as well as creating the right content, that's really helped allow the buyers that used to shop in other areas now to see and see who those credible sellers are on LinkedIn through that content and through that network we've really been able to form those relationships and be able to close those deals that we need through the LinkedIn channel. Absolutely. So what does that look like day to day? Are you sending a lot of like in-mail and connection requests still? Or how does that look like, you know, yeah. like you said, you're making the shift of LinkedIn. So what does that look like? <laughs> yeah. So it's not really just a lot of, hey, let me send a ton of LinkedIn request messaging, or I'm going to start sending out drip campaigns because there's nothing more unappeasing than receiving sales pitch through a LinkedIn message after connecting with someone. And especially if that person has 55 connections or, or not connected to the industry you're talking about, right? So for me, a lot of the building of my network is through the content and the thought leadership I try to put into that content. Mm. A lot of content that I've really been trying and pushing a lot is the video content. Video content is definitely a different way of viewing and being able to visually see what that person is trying to explain. So a lot of my content that I do push with contextual content might contain videos, right? Just to really be able to better explain or, or better provide better value towards what I'm, my products and services that I'm pushing out there. And it's also being able to have conversations, right? With the right decision makers, right? I'm not just trying to connect with anyone out there, right? I really want to do my due diligence in understanding who that right person is that I need to connect. And then also finding through research and analysis of how the best, what the best way is to address those pain points of whatever product I'm trying to push to get to that decision maker, and then trying to make a meaningful connection that way, right? You know, at least being transparent and saying, hey, I realize your company is, might have hurdles in X, here's what we do. And being able to start off a conversation or, or a relationship on the right foot. And then from there, it really just trickles down. If you're pushing the right content and, you know, the right people are actively engaging and other influencers are engaging with that content, naturally, people are going to follow you, right? You put out content, people will follow you that want to follow that content. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm actually looking at your LinkedIn profile right now and you got lots of stuff going on, tons of connections, a lot of content. I love it. So what does this content look like? Do you go find other content to reshare? I see you have some YouTube videos. Do you create your own? Mm -hmm. what, what's your approach? Yeah, sure. So my content as I, as sales really varies from day to day. A lot of the content could be some of our B2B content, product marketing content that we're trying to push. Maybe it could be a new product launch. It could be related to infographics. It could be related to inventory. Now, when we talk about videos, there's two types of videos that we can push. There are product marketing videos that we have just related to our products and services. And that's created by myself and our creative teams. But we also have a media channel, a YouTube podcast called Stream that's hosted by our head of Stream, Zach Miller. And I reshare a lot of his content and podcast content on there too as well. But a lot of that is really, I, I just don't want to throw out the same exact content every single day. I really want to be able to mix it up in terms of 
more of what is the industry needing right now or wanting to hear, right? So a lot of the times I'll have to really refer in terms to what's happening on in, in the economy, right? Is the freight market down? Was gasoline pricing high? And then I'll have to really relate how our products and services can adjust, benefit, play into what's going on. Because you talk about the transportation and the trucking logistic industry, that's all based on our economy and how the economy is doing. So a lot of it is really understanding where's our economy. Is it up and down? What do I, what kind of content do we need to push to be able to provide our benefits or really our two cents on what we're seeing in the industry, right? And a lot of times, you know, people will really appreciate that we have someone that understands the industry, not just trying to sell something and shove it down their throat, but they're actually providing some contextual facts, could be some data or could be some research just from generally what's going on, right? So it, it just makes a lot more sense and the connection could be put together a lot faster. Absolutely. What does that look like from a buyer perspective? You add a lot, you add people on LinkedIn, you create all this content, you get the engagement going. And then what happens? Do they reach out to you? Do you eventually reach out to them? Maybe you're connected on LinkedIn, but you send them an email. Mm -hmm. like, how does that make its way back to a sale yeah. point? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's really a lot of the buyer engagement that I'll get is whenever I post our inventory through LinkedIn. Right. Those are actual products that serve our actual products. So trucks, tractors, and trailers. Now, when we talk about our platform, we have to think about the industry prior, right? We like to say we we've leveled out the playing field in this industry. Whereas prior to now, it was typical, you know, I had to go to a dealer or I had to travel to X place to be able to take a look at a truck, right? Sometimes that truck might be there, sometimes that truck might not be there. It might not be the same exact truck that I was told when I saw it online. And there's, like I said, there's a lot of other hurdles, right? You have to get financing. So you might have to go to your own bank. You might have to do this. And then also going to dealerships, you're paying retail prices. Or you can go to an auction, right? But there's also a lot of hurdles there. Going to that auction, paying the auction fees, et cetera, right? So through our platform, we've really been able to provide our buyers ability to buy both. To buy both retail inventory that they might need to ready to go right away by tomorrow. Or to buy wholesale inventory, right? So they've been able to go into our platform, remove all those hurdles, like going to the dealership, making phone calls to their bank to try to get financing, driving to the auction house, and then doing all that stuff there as well. Now they can simply go online, they see, right, our services that are products that we're offering, they connect with me directly through LinkedIn because they understand I'm already connected with them. Usually our buyers are going to be people that are already connected through me. And then those buyers will simply just direct them to our platform to be able to purchase those units, right? So we showcase our inventory through those LinkedIn channels, you know, being able to blast it out through buyer and those buyers are retail buyers or fleet buyers, et cetera. And then we just simply direct them to our platform for purchase. Absolutely. So selling has really changed as we had a pandemic, we headed out of that, that kind of disrupted everything. And I think it accelerated things we're talking about, like LinkedIn and all this stuff. So what is your perspective on some of those changes that have taken place? And what do you think is here to stay? And what do you think is really just going to even grow as we head into next year? Yeah, as I mentioned, the commercial industry has lagged probably between five to eight years behind the auto consumer industry. And then that's in terms of technology and everything else. 
And the pandemic really, I would say, fast forwarded a lot of what's necessary or been necessary uh, that needs to change in the industry. And that's that whole digital transformation from removing the need to continually call dealership to find or buy inventory, to be able to search inventory whenever, wherever, and be able to purchase that used vehicle and being able to get financing, insurance, warranty, and delivery all through one platform really has changed the perspective of buyers on how they want to that equipment, right? So a lot of that really has been accelerated because of the pandemic. So these buyers now are moving online and for the industry, they really need to be able to move their strategies online to capture these buyers. Absolutely. Well, Alan, it's been amazing to have you on the podcast. Really appreciate your time here today. Thank you very much, Brad. I really appreciate you having me on the show today. Absolutely.